following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Hailing from the Pro Wrestling Tees headquarters in Chicago, Illinois, they are your hosts of the PWT cast, Scrub and Bank! Bang, bang, what is up, you guys? Welcome to episode 29 of the PWT cast. My name is Scrum. And this is Stank. Stank, how you doing? Man, we've had a hell of a week. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been quite quite the weekend. We're yeah. recording this Sunday. Normally we record Friday, but yeah. it was uh, just hectic. It was Valentine's yeah, Day. It was a time for love. Yeah, it was a time for love. You had to go uh, have dinner with the missus. Yes. How'd that go? It went pretty well. We, we were actually going to go get steaks, but then, you know, my, my little brother, he's a single guy on Valentine's Day, and she's like, let's get pizza and invite your brother over. So we did that, and uh, it was very romantic. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, I... What the hell... I don't even know what I did for yeah. for Valentine's Day. I what I wanted to go do is uh, oh actually no, no that was the day before. I saw Snowpiercer and I've been I've been talking a yeah. lot about Snowpiercer. Um, yeah, you just burst in. You're like, why did nobody ever tell me about Snowpiercer? <laughs> yeah, first so for those of you unaware, of Snowpiercer. It's uh, I the the director of Parasite who just won an Oscar. He he you know he's done a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snowpiercer was supposed to be his big American debut. But and without getting too much into it, there was just a lot of uh, the producer of the movie was Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of shithead politicking going on. Yeah. So uh, for those of you unaware, Harvey Weinstein, not a nice gentleman. No, not the, not in the slightest. Uh, so they bumped heads and uh, Harvey Weinstein went out of his way to derail derail him as much as possible. So the movie wasn't wasn't big. Not a lot of people heard about it. Um, but those who did, nobody told me about it. Yeah. And I was just like. I, don't, I saw it Thursday. Thursday night was when I saw it. Cause I, cause, yeah, because you were there Friday. Mm-hmm. And I've just been like, everyone, I'm like, why didn't nobody tell me how awesome Snowpiercer is? It's weird. It's it's one of those low-key movies where, like, you watch it, it's great. It's got a lot of, like, symbolism and metaphor. And then nobody talks about it. Like, it, people that you, if you mention it, people that see it will be like, oh, yeah, it's great. And then, like... But you'll never know about it because people don't talk about it as much. I don't know why. Yeah, like I, I saw it pop up on Netflix. I, Netflix or Hulu, one of the two. And I was like, oh, Chris Evans. I love me some Chris Evans. Let's, let's watch this. And I was like, oh, Tilda Swin's in it too. And yeah, from beginning yeah. from beginning to end, I was just like, what? Oh, and it, it's great. Yeah. Like I've been trying to see Parasite, but I haven't. I haven't yet. Um, what I did see though was Sonic, but, uh, before we get into that, cause we're, we're just rushing into uh movie talk with Scrum and Stank. Yeah. Uh, welcome everybody. Welcome all you, uh, all you, uh, old timers, all you friends of the show, uh, and any new guests that we have, um, you know, I'm Scrum and this is Stank. Yeah. We host the PWT cast, this beautiful podcast that you're listening to. Uh, it's the official podcast of pro wrestling tees. And uh, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the, uh, OG sponsor of the show, Freelance Wrestling. Which, Our favorite people, yeah. So these lucky punks, uh, they're that's the title of their next yep. show. Uh, I don't know if you've talked to Nick yet, but see the first two. Ro- I think their first two rows sold up out again. Yeah, yeah. All that's left now is uh, general admission, and then after that will be standing room. Yeah, not one match announced yet, and they've already. It's so crazy, be- and and I'm glad. I'm glad that it seems like. I mean, I don't want to say that they're catching on because like. I've talked to random people that I'd never guessed were wrestling fans, and they heard of freelance. They're like, oh yeah, I love freelance. So, but it's it's kind of cool that we're starting to see. I feel like a little momentum building for them. They had to turn great. people away at yeah. last week's show. 
I like to think we have a good part in that. I, I'm constantly, I'm like, oh, that's probably what that we PWT cast. Uh, yeah, but no, they had to turn people away at the last show. Mm-hmm. It was packed. Yeah. Like, even on the balcony where we, you know, usually yeah. hang out, it was packed. Like, yeah. didn't even have merch tables set up. They had to do it like uh, PWG style, setting yep, it up right there. on the ring. Yeah, but no, it was it was crazy, and I'm so happy for Nick. All it's the success. Problem, yeah, yeah, for all those wrestlers. Like, uh, they got a lot of fun stuff coming down the line. I, that's all I can say about yep. that. Um, but check it out, Freelance Wrestling. If you you know if you're in the Chicagoland area, you've wanted to visit one of their shows from hearing us talk about it, or you know Matt and Nick himself talk about it, go to freelancewrestling.com and you know try try and get a ticket because slowly but surely you it's know a great show yeah it's gonna sell out. Uh, and we have a uh, we have two more sponsors of the show. Dave, why don't you talk about uh, M3 Toys? Well, uh, for those of you that have followed, we have a we have a little character on here. We call it Stupid Michael. He's the proud owner of M3Toys.com, and uh, he's like our second. No, he's like our third sponsor. I don't remember what order it is, yeah. but um, he has graciously given us ten percent off if you use the code PWTCast. Uh, at checkout, and uh, you can use that on Funko Pops. You can use that on NECA toys. Uh, he's got tons of stuff on there if you like um, Marvel Universe merch. Um, but yeah, go on there and find your favorite toy and use PWTCast at checkout. Um, that lets him know how many people we're sending his way, and uh, you get a nice little 10% off bonus. That's I, m3toys.com. I told people I would take a photo of his office because. They've got quite like a really cool setup. They they just finished cleaning it all oh, up. Oh, did they? I haven't seen it since. Yeah, him and Monica mm-hmm. uh, all this weekend they were cleaning it up. So it, it looks closer to what it looked like at his house, but just more space now. Right. Rather than an episode of Hoarders. Yes, because that's very much what it looked like. Uh, so uh, you know, at some point during the week, I'll I'll go in there, snap a photo of that, and post it because he was the one who reminded me. He's like, yeah, yeah. He goes, don't take your photo yet. Wait till we're clean. <laughs> Um, but we have another sponsor, uh, Cryptic Closet, uh, our friend Vinny, yeah. who's been on the show before. Go back and listen to his episode. It was, it's really fun. Uh, he's got crypticcloset.com, which is uh, like fun uh, pop culture and horror, some wrestling in there. Puns. Puns. Yeah. Listen, if you love yourself a pun, he has a, he has a very cool Fred, Fred, and Freddy shirt yeah. that he put out. And I was just like, fuck, fuck you, Vinny, for being so clever. <laughs> he's like the rain man of puns. Like... I sit next to him at work, and he's just constantly like, how about this? And I'm like, holy shit, I didn't even think of that. But, like, yeah, he's the pun master. Yeah, and uh, he also has Fanny DeVitos available, which if you're wondering They're to yourself, great. what is a Fanny DeVito? Uh, go go look for yourself. It is yeah. a Fanny. It's a Danny DeVito fanny pack, yeah. hair included. Um, so, yeah, if you use the promo code PWTCAST, you get a whole ass 20% off. A whole ass 20%? A whole ass 20%. So head over there. You know, they have some they have some real fun stuff. I know that he put up some Funko Pops as well. So head over to thecrypticcloset.com, use promo code PWTCAST, and get yourself a whole ass 20% off. Treat yourself. Yeah. And then last but not least, we have a sponsor of the show, Hot Topic, Hot Topic Joe. Some Metal of our Joe favorite rules. people. Yeah, heard a lot of heard a lot of fun feedback about uh, last week's episode with him. Uh, you know, even us kind of talking with him, you know, he was like, oh, I had so much fun, and we have so much fun with him. Yeah, so we much, love Metal Joe. Yeah, we love you, Joe. Uh, I know he's listening right now. Um, but, yeah, so I believe we were talking about watching movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yesterday, ooh, real quick, now I remember what I did Valentine's. Uh, Yo, well, well let, let me talk Sonic first, cause, and then we'll go to that. Um, yeah, Sonic, went to go see it yesterday. I 
Loved it. And you, I'm happy to hear that because yeah. it got a lot of bad press early on. Mm-hmm. They and to their credit, I don't think I've I've known a, a movie to ever. You know, movies do reshoots and stuff, but like completely redesigning your main character. They said, "All right, you guys don't like it, we'll fix it." And worth it. Like honestly, like yeah. I yesterday after the show, well, I was like waiting for the post credits because I I'd heard there was post credits. I like quickly like pulled out my phone and googled like what he used to look like mm-hmm. this movie would have flopped if he looked like that because oh. a lot of it like you get emotionally invested in sonic like yes. the opening scene itself i'm just like you i like i am in i am all in literally within the first five minutes i'm like okay yes and if he still looked like that weird mongoloid Ugh. no no way so anyone would want to go see it yeah and Again, credit to them. Whatever money they invested into worth doing it. reshoots, worth. It. I mean, they're already. I think I saw like highest uh, gross video game movie. adaptation. Yeah, and it's it's getting like I think the Rotten Tomato score was at like sixty nine, which doesn't sound great, but for a movie of that type, like critics like to shit on it. So sixty nine is pretty great. Sixty nine is yeah. pretty great. Uh, yeah, like I know. Like, again, I was kind of, I had, I told you, I'm like, I had really no expectations going in. I was like, well, this looks fun. Let me go yeah. watch it. I had a blast. It, it was fun for me. Like, I again, I enjoyed, I enjoyed it all. And again, there are two post-credit scenes in both of them. I was just like, yes, I need more. They're talking more. sequel already. Yeah, I mean, but, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's one of those type of movies, too, like, um, a lot of people like to go in and watch a movie and like hate it. Like they love to like, oh, it was so garbage. I watched it ironically, but I think you went in with the right approach. Like go in, no expectations, judge it on its own merits. Don't go in with any bias. So I'm, I'm, I'll probably watch it too. It looks pretty good. Yeah, I would definitely recommend go go watch that. All right, no one's watching that Birds of Prey movie, but go out of your way yes. to watch this Sonic movie because yeah. it. It was such a blast. So much fun. I'm glad to hear it. Um, But so I I was telling you, I'm like, I remember what I did uh, on Friday for Valentine's Day. Uh, Speaking of 69. Speaking of 69. No. (laughs) No. Uh, Because you're my other gutter, you guys. Sorry. Uh, I was was there late at the shop with Frank, Mm -hmm. you know, friend of the show, former guest on the show. Go listen to him and his wife uh, talk about their dead neighbor Mm -hmm. uh, on the Jericho Cruise episode. Um, We were helping uh, friend friend of the show friend of the shop joe fresh goods mm-hmm. uh for those of you unaware with joe uh, who joe is he's he's uh what would you he's a fashion collaborator yeah influencer he, he's one of, yeah he's like a social media influencer he yeah. does a lot of work with different companies he has his own clothing line uh he just put out some shoes uh you know don't be mad that's his brand joe mm-hmm. fresh goods if you know if you've heard of him you know of him uh and man this guy so he he does these like little pop-up shops mm-hmm. all across the country and again he's done like work with uh with the with with uh the bears mm-hmm. mcdonald's um mastercard mastercard yeah, like, it's crazy everyone nike um i believe he did some more stuff with the nfl or mlb one of those one yeah. of those two but some like, letters yeah this guy does a lot of work and he recently just did a collab with new balance and he put out these real cool shoes Two actually, he had his own brand, and, and then the Kawhi uh, Leonard's Kawhi Leonard ones. Yep. So he had his pop up shop, um, and it, for any of you, any of you guys who follow uh, the Pro Wrestling Tees Instagram account, you would have seen Ryan posting the pictures 
people were lined up for his shoes before he even announced where the location was yep. since Wednesday night. In below, and it's been cold. It has been cold. Below zero yeah. temperature. For those of you out of the United States, it was like negative uh, 15 Celsius. It was... It was them international conversions. <laughs> it was, yeah. yeah, it was cold AF. It's like, and these people were out there waiting, and yeah, it was cool. You know, we got to see uh, like myself, Michael, Johnny, and Frank. We went in uh, for his like friends and family press party thing. Mm-hmm. It was just so cool. Like, I, I got myself a pair of those shoes just because yep. I, I guess I'm a sneakerhead now. Yeah, they're hot. they're hot. I was and, like, and the pop up shop looked great. Oh, it looked so great. So like, professional looking. Yeah, I came in on Friday. Got out of my Uber and l- literally Friday morning before we're opened, three wide on the sidewalk for blocks. Mm-hmm. Like there had to be like 1,500 people in line just yeah. waiting. Yep. It was, uh, and we've had some big lines. This was probably the biggest line we've seen in front of our store. So, yeah, and it was insane. And like Joe is such a good dude. Yeah, and that guy worked him. so hard. Like, good on him. He got to party with uh scotty pippen he was out at some place and scotty pippen was there he just so had me wearing a scotty pippen jersey so scotty signed it that was real cool but yeah friday me and frank were sitting there helping like him and his staff Mm -hmm. because like they were so overwhelmed with stuff and we're just like we got you we'll we'll help you guys yeah yeah, do what we can um yeah so we were with him and speaking of shoes (laughs) (laughs) boy oh boy boy oh boy uh so uh ryan barkin you know owner of pro wrestling tees him and vicky guerrero are raffling off a pair of eddie guerrero uh, wrestling boots which is like oh that's cool but they're not just any pair of boots they're the last boots he wore in his smackdown match against mr kennedy yeah these are like legit pieces of history yeah and like the, we won't go into exact details, but like people are really interested in this raffle and have yeah. been purchasing their tickets. Let's just say lots of tickets are being sold, and it's just like, like how often do you get one to be part of something like that? Like, like for us, like we haven't even seen the boots. No. They're in, they're in a safe. Mm-hmm. They're under lock and key. We've been trying to figure out how to crack that safe. <laughs> but like, like when do you get like? Hulk Hogan's last boots, or like you'd never see something. I like throw that. away Hulk Hogan's last yeah. boots. Yeah, you know what I mean. Some people would buy it, but um, yeah, these—they're like magical boots. Yeah, um, you could do anything if you put them on, right? Yeah, I want like to put them on. Like, I don't think they would fit I, you. I know. I've been asking. I was like, "Hey, Ryan, can I put those boots on?" He won't. He won't even respond. Yeah. Um. Like it's weird because I don't like listen. I am willing to drop like ten thousand yeah. dollars in raffle tickets. Yeah, you know, and which is, it's a shoot. I would literally yeah. spend ten thousand. Secretly, on he's been trying tickets. to he's been trying to rig the whole thing. But, but no, it doesn't work that it way. It doesn't work that way. No. Can you imagine if you bought one ticket and then you won? The amount of shit and hate you would get. Oh, I know, that's happened before though with like our raffles that we've had in the past, where like uh, like AEW tickets mm-hmm. or wrestling tickets. Like, there's been people who buy. 500 tickets yeah and then there's someone who'll buy one ticket and they won and they win yeah which like you know like buddy the odds you know the odds are in your favor but it's a real cool piece of wrestling history like i told you i'm like i'm pretty sure i'm just gonna go end up getting i've wanted an eddie guerrero tattoo for oh yeah for a long time i know we when we talked to chris stone cypher from uh wrestling tattoos like friend of the show, friend of the show even in that episode we kind of talked about like oh i'd like an eddie guerrero tattoo 
So I probably wind up hitting him up and getting, you know, yeah, a tattoo of that. But that that's awesome. It's awesome we have like a piece of history. I just want to yeah. just look at the boots. Just I mean, touch them. That's that's one of the drawbacks of working at Pro Wrestling Tees is like something like this. We just we can't enter. So like our misfortune is your good luck. Go in there and buy some tickets because I mean, what's the raffle up for like another month? Until yeah, like it goes 17th. until March seventeenth, I believe. Yeah, and then we draw on the eighteenth. So good luck. Good luck to anyone that gets those. Yeah, good good luck to those to those of you who can win those. I'm extremely jealous, but hey, I'm happy that you know Eddie was my gateway into wrestling, yeah. uh, and I'm happy that someone will be able to get those. And like you know, that's a again once in a lifetime thing. It's awesome for Vicky to you know mm-hmm. to come to us to help raffle those off. And and the big benefit is even if you don't win, uh, proceeds from the uh, raffle are going to a charity of Vicky Guerrero's choice. So. You know, it sucks if you don't win, but you're also helping out someone. So yeah, so you know, go go over to Pro Wrestling Tees, check that out, um, and yeah. And if you win and you're a friend of the show, please, Trevor, Trevor, let us touch uh, these boots. Trevor, listen, if you win those fucking boots, uh, you, you gotta let me put them on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> put one on. I'll put one on, and then we'll leg wrestle in them. <sighs> That sounds hot. <laughs> oh, 69 indeed. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to this week's interview. This week we have a. The ace of freelance wrestling, Isaiah Velasquez. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys, pretty long interview. Me yeah. and uh, you know, me and Izzy had no idea we were going to sit down and talk for as long as we did. But that's always like... Those are the best ones. Those are the best ones. You know, we interviewed yeah. um, we interviewed someone else earlier in the week, and they told us they had X amount of time, and we wound up taking up a little bit longer than that. Uh, they, were, they were totally okay with yeah. it. They were fine. But it's just one of those things where... And like, I don't know about you... I just lose track of time when we're sitting here doing this. Yeah, I mean, there's times where I'm I'm trying to be conscious about like sometimes we we babble on, but like I look and I'm like, oh, uh, like the interview that we had, I knew we were getting close, and I think the person we were interviewing knew, but they were having so much fun that mm-hmm. they were cool with it. So yeah, those are those are the best. And whenever we end up, you know, putting the mics down and we're talking after, and they they say that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, that's one of the things that makes it worth it you know we're not drilling them for anything so yeah and especially like with this one with izzy like prior or with isaiah's prior to it i was like all right do you want to talk about this this and that he's like yeah and so it was like cool we'll, we'll touch base on these three things and i think it, it was i think it's maybe like 30 minutes before you even get into that stuff yeah. because I, I mean again it's also uh we get to sit down with these people who you know we're friends with mm-hmm. and like whenever you and I sit down or pick up a phone to just have like a friendly chat, yeah. Most of the times it's like, oh no, it's they been, go a long time. Like, yeah. Oh shit! I'm like, it's been forty minutes. Like, all right, let me let you go. Uh, but yeah, this one's real fun with Isaiah. You know, he talks about um, because he's one of the head trainers for freelance school. You know, mm-hmm. he, he gets into things about like uh, how it was when you know he was coming up as opposed to his philosophy and the way he goes into like training people. Mm-hmm. Um, some fun stories about uh. Like he recently wrestled Alex Shelley, and he tells like a little fun story that I, that I kind of factored into, and I had no idea until he brought it up. I was like, oh okay, I'm like that. That's pretty fun. And then, uh, you know, he he also makes gear, wrestling gear for people, and he that was one of the things I was like, I don't know if you want to talk about that, um, but he tells some pretty cool stories about that as well. So uh, uh, let's go ahead and get into our interview today with uh, Isaiah Velasquez, the ace of freelance wrestling. <laughs> All right, I've been really excited to do this episode. 
uh, in particular for a while now. I talked about it on the episode with Project Monix where we took a road trip up to Canada and I got to know Pat on there the whole time, but uh, I also got to know this this gentleman in front of me. And we'd known each other for a while just from him coming into the shop and being at freelance shows, but it was always one of those things where it was more just like, hello, hi, how are you doing? Uh, but the fun thing about an eight-hour road trip is that you're pretty much forced to talk to the, everyone in the car and get to know each other. And again, Nick being Nick is always like, this is my friend so-and-so. They're awesome. You'll love them. You'll get along with them. And very, I, it's not happened yet where this person has been like a piece of shit, you know? I was like sitting in the car and I think it was like, we stopped at a gas station somewhere and I was like, Nick, you're right. These guys are so fucking cool. Like, um, <laughs> But yeah, with us we have uh, the ace of freelance wrestling, one of the head trainers for the Freelance Wrestling Academy, uh, Isaiah Velasquez. Isaiah, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Um <clears throat> I was going to tell you, this is probably going to be where I break Nick's stereotype and I just end up being a big piece of shit. <laughs> just kidding, guys. <laughs> Isaiah's is a piece of shit. Uh, no, literally. Like, everyone, he's he's been like, oh, you should be... Like, he told me, um, like, months months before, like, he kind of blew up. But, like, yeah. with Effie, he was like, you got to meet Effie. Effie, Effie, Effie. And I was like, sure, man. Uh, okay. And then, like, we got to, like, interview Effie. And afterwards, I was just like... Oh, I want to record every week with Effie. Yep. But, but literally, like everyone, and like everyone at freelance is so nice. That's the one thing uh, we always talk to him about is all your guys are students. Like, I don't know if it's just you get really polite, really nice people, or you guys like really like teach them how to be nice and have good etiquette. Every single student always super nice. Whenever we're like, oh, do you know where you get some chairs? They're like, how many do you need? Where do you need them? We'll take them right now. And I'm like, I just just need one chair, please. Or like. That's their first training session is we just beat it into them. Just <laughs> proper etiquette? <laughs> no. <clears throat> um, I mean, it's, 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 I feel like it's a combination of both where we've gotten lucky mm-hmm. with all these people that are just actually good people. And then we tell them, hey, I know uh, Bryce and myself, that's one of the major things that we always tell them all the time is above all else, just be a good person because this business and just life in general is just filled with a ton of people that aren't the greatest and if you could be one of those good people and trust me you'll get remembered for that more than anything else because they're hard to come by and exactly what you said right now with the students you ask for a chair and they said oh i'll bring you 20 and i'll set them all up for you like you want to invite your family too that's fine yeah like it'll be like i remember uh, one of your students, I forget his name. I see him all the time, and I, I apologize if he's listening. What does he to look this. like? Uh, he's like the youngest one. He's like the Puerto Rican kid. Is that David Bang? No, David not David Bang. Bang. I, I know David Bang. Okay, um, I know. Yes. He was he was Rey Mysterio in the Halloween Battle Royale like two years ago. Oh, Angel. Angel. Yeah. Angel's always like the nicest person. He's been super nice. There was one time where we needed like a table, and he just can't. He's like, "Where are you going?" We're like downstairs. He just grabbed him and like ran downstairs. We're like. <laughs> Does he know where he's going? And like he carried it for us, but yeah, everyone's always like, you know, super nice. And I think some of it probably comes from like we we've, we've seen you guys like train when you guys used to train right next to us, like when we'd be doing crates and like yeah. I think part of it probably comes from like you and Bryce like are professionals. Well, you know, you. at least I try from to be. My, <laughs> at least from my perspective, like you know, like I know happy, fun going Isaiah's, but then like I'll see you in there, and you're just like ring general like you're like no 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 you know like you don't not that you're like an asshole to them but you're just yeah. 
you, you're very strict with them and like it it shows because like i've seen like davy i basically saw him come in like day one mm-hmm. and like i've seen him wrestling i'm like oh shit like he's really good oh yeah absolutely um it's funny that you say that about angel too is he came from another school mm-hmm. that will not be named um and one of the major things he got remembered very quickly mm-hmm. the reason why he got remembered very quickly was because he did a lot of the wrong things or quote unquote wrong things that you should be doing and saying and it got him what's called his heat mm-hmm. with a lot of people including myself and I right even pulled him aside one day and I told him hey you should probably not be doing this you should probably not be doing that make sure you're doing this and make sure you're doing that and then at the end of at the end of everything whenever I talk to anybody I, I always tell them but what do I know I, I'm a nobody I this is just my opinion Take it or leave it. Um, he took what I told him to heart, and now he's well-liked by a lot of people. <laughs> and what's that? So how long have you been training people for? Uh, wrestling or actual, like? Well, like uh, wrestling training. Wrestling training? I remember I used to wrestle, or I used to train for Windy City when I started. Mm-hmm. And I think I was training for about a year. And then the promoter literally just said, hey, uh, this trainer can't make it. Can you sub? And I remember when he first told me that, like, I know nothing. I still feel like I don't know anything. But they were like, can you train for the? Can you train for this trainer? Sure. And then it came, hey, he can't make it again. Can you train next week? Sure. Can you train this day? Sure. Can you train this day? Hey, do you want your own day? Sure. Hey, this person can't make it in anymore on Tuesdays. You want to start just being the trainer? Yeah, sure. And then I was training for Windy City for a while. And then that's when, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Vanguard Wrestling All-Star Alliance. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of made them or split away from Windy City. And then that's how it was born. <clears throat> and one of the major things was they asked me if I would be willing to come and be the trainer for that school. So all in all, I want to say even before the Freelance Academy, I was probably training people for about my god five years maybe five years yeah okay i'm making me feel old man (laughs) (laughs) well you're deceptively uh you deceptively look young i remember when you told me your actual age on that road trip i was like everyone says i I was like all right i was like i was like oh uh, this is what they call a rib in wrestling okay (laughs) no yeah you were like no 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 i could pull out my id i could show you really which is i think what you did and i I think i did yeah i was like huh i was like okay but okay so you've been training for enough time then to know when you pull someone aside and you give them advice that yeah even though you're saying but what do i know it's probably the the smart advice to, to i mean listen. still yeah it's to this day like i i'm still in the position where some people can say like oh he hasn't made it yet or whatever i feel like i have but a lot of people will say oh you're he's you know he's never been on tv he's never had a contract he doesn't know what he's talking about because he's not there and blah, blah blah um so that's why i always and I just like to be a humble person too, as See, well. See, that that's definitely like a like an older mindset. I feel that like back in the day, you were like, "Well, he didn't wrestle," you know. Yeah, he hasn't. He didn't even get squashed on Velocity. Who the fuck is he? <laughs> Velocity but or like, jacked? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I remember my first freelance show. It was uh, where it was uh, the show. The the specific matches. I remember you were there. Yeah. But it was a show that you guys did at was it Bottom Lounge? It might have been the one with uh, Cabana and. Uh, Grado versus Nick and Castro. I I remember the show. That show, yeah. But like, I remember you like sticking out, and I was like, "Whoa, who the?" I was like, "Nick, who the fuck is this guy?" He's like, "Oh, like it's Isaiah's because 
like I, that might have been my first freelance show because it wasn't until I started working here that yeah. like I started going to them. Which you guys used to run all the time out of the Abbey. Oh, and I loved it there. I literally lived three blocks away. Like I, I did too. <laughs> really? I, I lived right behind the the Seven Eleven on Kedzie. Like I, I yeah, I lived on Sawyer and Grace. I used to live in uh, Irving Park and Pulaski. Funny side oh, note: uh, Marcus Crane was my roommate. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <Where you lived? laughs> yeah, like I I lived right. You know, it's like basically right there. And I remember like when I first started work here, like there was no more Abbey shows because it burned down, and uh, they were yeah. like, "Yeah, Nick, he, he he used to run shows out of the Abbey." And I was like, "What the?" F-? I'm like, "For how long?" And I was like, "I could have just been going there like for wrestling because." I would have to travel really far for other wrestling shows and yeah. I didn't like traveling that far for them. And yep. this one was like right there in my backyard. But I always remember like, you know, you were one of the guys that like stuck out. And like when Nick told me like how long you'd actually been wrestling for, I'm like, oh, okay. And like I mentioned before, like you're the ace of freelance wrestling, you know, like it, yeah. it very much shows I, and it's not even because you're sitting here, but I don't think I ever sat through like an Isaiah's match and been like, hmm, it was all right. I could have been better. <laughs> well, you know, and I'm sure it's it's different. You know, you feel that yeah. way. But to me, you know, like, it, that's not just a title. Like, you are, like, the ace of freelance wrestling because, like, it, I mean, just, it's that, you know? Like, yeah. you come in and you wrestle with these guys. And, like, I enjoyed the match that you guys, uh, that you had with Pat, Project Monix. Yeah, yeah. Uh, recently, and I was just like, fuck. Like, I had to go back and rewatch it because I made it late that day. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, no, I was like, that was like the one match that I wanted to see. <laughs> and, like, I showed up and I'm like, I, like, I told Nick, I was like, Isaiah's and Pat didn't already wrestle, right? And I see just Pat already, like, changed in his street clothes. And bloody. <laughs> and bloody. I was like, there was blood, too. Um, but, like, recently you got to wrestle uh, Alex Shelley, right? Yeah. What was, what was that like for you? Because I know you, uh, you posted, like, a pretty uh, hefty post about, like, how much that meant to you. But, like, what what's that like? Um, so that was, that was, I, I told him, too, and I felt like a mark afterwards mm-hmm. just telling him all this. Um, but he was very, very cool about it. Um, it was legit, like, a dream match for me. <clears throat> that was one of those matches where... Starting in Windy City, I started in 2004, so I've been wrestling for a long time. And um, I remember 2004, just like a lot of people, I didn't know that there was wrestling outside of WWE or TNA. Mm-hmm. I would always just watch stuff on TV. And then um, my best friend at the time, he he's the one who told me during high school, he's, he's the one who said, hey, when we graduate high school, let's go find a wrestling school and let's train to be professional wrestlers. I said, okay, cool. If you find one, just let me know and I'll go with you. And we graduated that January after we graduated. He he said, hey, I found this place, Windy City Pro Wrestling. Let's go check it out. We went. I signed up that day, January 1st. I went on New Year's mm-hmm. and um, signed up. And then the more and more I started wrestling there or training there, that's when people were telling me about, oh, there's this place and there's this place and there's this place. And then I started finding, like, discovering ROH and all sorts of stuff. And so for maybe like the first three years, I didn't really watch a lot of indies. If if it wasn't indie, it was probably Ring of Honor. And I, I still have the DVD to this day too. I remember going to uh, what were they? Was it Fye? Fye. Yeah. <laughs> I remember going to an Fye and just seeing this random Ring of Honor wrestling, and and I saw the back of it, and I said, eh, I'm just gonna try it. I bought it for ten bucks, and I, I was hooked on it, and just started watching all sorts of stuff, and um. 
so I was watching indies for probably like the first or Ring of Honor only besides WWE and TNA for like the first three years of my wrestling career, and then I started going to shows thanks to guys like uh, like Thomas Sinclair and and Jordan Pride who were came up with me uh, at Vanguard and at Windy City, and um, <clears throat> so we started watching a lot of that a lot of those things, and that's when I started seeing guys like Alex Shelley, Claudio, and Christopher Daniels, and everybody. And uh, Alex Shelley was the one who caught my eye. So I, I just liked the way that he wrestled, his style and everything. And I started following him and watching any match that I can see of his. And I would just, there's a lot, I think I have probably like a bookmark on my Internet Explorer, or not Internet Explorer, Firefox. Mm-hmm. Um, like all the bookmarks, I just, it's like Shelley matches on YouTube or Daily Motion or whatever it is. And I would watch them all the time. So just seeing him, like, a humongous influence on my career. I, I told him, like, how I told you right now. And um, I remember at one point he took a break from wrestling or he stepped away. Yeah, I think and, he was, like, in school or something. Uh, yeah, because he's, he's a PT now. He's a therapist. And um, I remember one, when I saw that he stepped away, I, I told myself, oh, well, this will never happen. Um, and I remember also, too, it's a quick little side note. You're talking about the road trip. You're the one who asked me what would be your dream match, and I told you Shelly. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the first things that we started talking about in the car because I think you asked the whole entire car who mm-hmm. would be your dream match, and all of us. Nick, said, and Nick it, probably said something like <laughs> something goofy, and it was yeah. probably you and Pat that actually had like legit question answers. But yeah, yeah okay, yeah. That, that was me telling you. I remember telling you, um, Shelly, and that's actually where I think the whole idea started um, because Tyler Edwards who helps a ton with black label pro he was on that trip too mm-hmm. he met us he he met us up at the uh the amazing airbnb uh, you were you there at that airbnb that no. got us oh my god it was the best airbnb i've ever stayed at in my entire life it looked like it was haunted it uh it looked like a straight up trap house <laughs> the one was- <laughs> the one in canada right yeah it was amazing no uh, I, I i stayed with my friends but i remember <clears throat> it was maybe like five within five ten minutes of like Nick being there <laughs> he sent me a picture of like the giant hole in the yeah. ceiling like this was what well, explain to everyone about this airbnb because i remember the whole time like feeling like oh man i like I feel so bad that you guys are staying in this like really <laughs> it was, shitty place. It was, it was an experience to say the least. Um, so it looks just like a regular house right when you pull up and then you have to pull in through the driveway. And as soon as you go in through the back, it just, it looked like it was being renovated mm-hmm. at the same time, but they said that it wasn't, it was perfectly fine. The pictures that Nick showed us looked it looked nice. It looked amazing. I remember him seeing yeah, those and pictures. Then, uh, Daniel Macabe was already there, and he he was sleeping there by himself. And he said, "Oh, thank God! I'm I'm so glad you guys are here because I feel like I'm going to get haunted by a demon or something." <laughs> just because, the, like, you walking in, it just looks like there's boarded up windows and doors. Um, the room that I slept in was technically the living room, but there, in order for the front door to be closed, there was a dresser in front of it. And then there was boards all over the place, like on the windows. So, so you guys stayed at the Blair Witch House, is what pretty you're much. Yeah, that's what it, it, it seemed like. Even downstairs too, where um, it was somewhat controlled, like the, the the temperature upstairs. And then once you go downstairs, it's freezing cold. It it 
pretty sure that I think Nick was saying <laughs> that he thought he was going to get possessed by a demon in the room that he was sleeping. I, it was just... I remember a story of just like a stranger walking in at some point. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the students, uh, Weatherman Josh, I, you know him. Oh, God. Sure. If you guys, listen, if you guys don't know who Weatherman Josh is... Do yourself a favor. Yep. Go, go on Instagram right yep. now and look up Weatherman Josh. <laughs> that was another thing that was born from this road trip was hearing hearing these um, like tales of Weatherman Josh. And I'm like, there's no way this guy's fucking real. Oh, he's real. And then I think my favorite part was it was after like that road trip and hearing these stories of Weatherman Josh and adding him like on Instagram. And I'm like, yep. man, this guy's crazy. And then going to practice and he is in full gear, yep. like just practicing. Everyone else is just like in gym shorts and a t-shirt. He is on a Segway <laughs> in his wrestling gear. And I'm just like, oh, I'm like, I have no idea who you are, but I just want to be your best friend because, oh, yeah. Okay, so Dude. do yourself a favor. Go on Instagram, look for Weatherman Josh because Please. it is, you won't, you won't regret it. He, he's, yeah, he's a character. Uh, we all love him though. It's amazing. We, whenever best. he doesn't show up to training, we're all kind of a little upset. Just, just well, like, I, I think one of my favorite <laughs> things is someone, one of my friends is doing like uh, an Evolve review. Yeah, and they were just like uh, weatherman Josh, and I lost it. Like it was just like <laughs> you know, like just hearing them talk. They're like, "Oh, we don't really know what his." I'm like, his gimmick is that he's weatherman Josh. You like, just said like that. Like, that's all you got to know. <laughs> like, yeah, like I'm listening to it, and I'm just like, oh, I'm like, I wish I could have consulted for that like specific segment, you know. But uh, so yeah, so weatherman, right. so weatherman Josh was there. Yeah, and I felt bad because I remember he had said, "Hey, uh, are you going to Canada?" And I said, "Yeah, we're we're supposed to be doing freelance versus super kicked for that Thursday and Friday." And he said, "Oh, okay, because I'm going to be there too. Uh, you guys can come crash at my hotel." Which, again, like how you said, if you follow Weatherman Josh on Instagram, you'll know that he likes to stay in the best of places. Yeah, so those five star hotels. Uh... It would have been a, a shitty little red roof inn. Yeah, it would have been probably the 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 Hilton and and a suite something um, with a hot tub and all sorts of stuff. But he, I told him, well, you could just stay with us and we could all just split the Airbnb. I felt so terrible. Oh yeah, because he slept on a couch and he was the one where he was. Um, I think we had all went to the gym. I want to say where we went out to eat. And he stood, he said, hey, I'm just going to get a couple more hours of sleep. So he stood there and he's the one who messaged one of us. And I think it was uh, Darius Luttrell. He messaged him and he said, hey, somebody just walked in on me while I'm sleeping to come use the bathroom because there was people in the back sent by the owner of the Airbnb to set up like some patio set for all of us in case we wanted to go hang out outside and, and while we were there or something. And they were just wandering in. And grabbing glasses of water and going to the bathroom while Weatherman Josh was on the sofa sleeping. And (laughs) we can't make this up. Yeah, like that. That's just like, what the fuck? I think, I think Nick won the, from what he said, I believe he wound up getting his money back for that. We all told him, yeah, hey, dude, you need to get your money back because this is terrible. If not all the money back, at least some of the money back, please, because it was, it was something. So, so you said Tyler's staying with you guys at this, uh, this the haunted Airbnb. Well, he didn't stay with us, but he was hanging out with us. Um, and I know he could attest to all of this stuff too, because even when he showed up, he said, "Oh, you guys are staying here." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so he helps out with uh, with Black Label, mm-hmm. and um, uh, he was the one who heard the whole thing about Shelly being a dream match of mine. Mm-hmm. So, fast forward, I think, because that was in August fast forward around october or something and he told me hey 
uh mikey is in talks of getting these people on that people like this person that person whatever um he said shelly's name popped up and i pitched him you i said oh crap so basically one thing led to another and then in december he tyler was the one who messaged me he said hey i wanted to be the one to tell you he said you're wrestling alex shelly in january so what what runs through your mind when when that's what he says when you find out you're wrestling essentially like your wrestling idol yeah uh i'm gonna embarrass myself <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was kind of surreal but at the same time it's just uh it's always like in wrestling uh and a lot of people will say the same thing um you don't believe it until it actually happens i remember telling so many people to the like leading up to that week just telling people like uh just my luck he's probably gonna get hurt or something's gonna happen he's not gonna be able to make it it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen it's not gonna happen and then i'm there doing the rocky romero seminar with uh with everyone else and i see him walk in and as soon as he walked in that's when i was i told myself oh well all right yeah it's, it's actually gonna happen now so it was just crazy it's uh words can't describe and i know a lot of people always say like oh like whenever you meet your heroes you're going to be disappointed uh he completely broke that he was one of the coolest and humblest people i've ever met in wrestling so it couldn't have gotten any better um there was one moment like in in the ring where he we did something and then he looked at me and he said you're a really good wrestler and then afterwards he told me hey man i really meant that i I was just saying that because it was it was true and i said oh thank you and then um there was one thing. Oh, he, I asked him, I was like, hey, just let me know if there's anything that I could do to be better because I just want to get better. I tell that to everyone all the time. It's just, hey, like, tear me apart. Let me know if I suck or if I did this wrong or if I did that wrong because that's the only way I'm going to get better. And uh, he told me some things uh, that weren't, I thought he was going to just annihilate me, but he told me a couple of things. And then afterwards he just looks at me and he tells me, hey, is there anything that I did that I did that you could like, help me out with like is there any critiques and in my mind i'm like scratching my head and just like hey dude you know you're alex shelley right? yeah like you were just on nxt and you've been to new japan and you've been all over the world and you're asking me like a nobody to give you critiques on making you better like do you know who you are <laughs> so that's when you were like well actually and then you pull out like yeah. a list of things well you did this and you did that and like uh, i don't want to wrestle you're like they don't already. teach they don't teach us to you in nxt <laughs> <clears throat> yeah but uh, it was really cool um amazing experience i did hear and i don't know if it's 100 percent true that a match might happen again so that's pretty cool yeah, i might have to make the drive down to see that you live to, man. Yeah. yeah see i'm like i was so happy like seeing that because like i'm very much of the belief like good things happen to good people you know like we're we're both like close friends with matt nanks and yeah i remember him like like about a year ago like oh i don't know like I'm, i think i'm just gonna stop wrestling for a little bit and hang it up that's and I, after every show right after every show <laughs> unless it's unless he makes like uh unless it's a good night then yeah, he's like yeah. oh i can't wait for the next yep. one uh but he, and then i felt like he kind of focused more focused more so on like the school and mm-hmm. and helping everyone out around him you know like yeah. if there's one thing about matt nicks is he will if you need an arm and a leg he will give you both you know both arms and both legs just to be safe and then when he got like the chance to wrestle Cody like on TV, so happy, and everyone's chanting freelance wrestling at him, yeah. and you even kind of see Cody look around like, "What the, f-? you know?" Yeah. Like afterwards, he was like, "Oh, I can't believe that happened." And I'm like, 
I can because exactly, yeah. good things happen to good people. So that it was very much the same thing. Like when you got to wrestle your, your idol, like yeah. good things happen to good people. And like as cliche as that sounds or as cliche as like it is, it's like, no, like the universe tends to work in your favor when it's very cliche, but you know, sometimes it just fits the situation. Yeah. Like, uh, and that's exactly what I, I know when that happened with Nick, um, I think I was just scrolling through Twitter and I saw a gif of him getting announced because I don't have cable. so mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody does. I, exactly. So I just saw the gif of him getting announced and him doing the, the whole thing where he was hyping himself up. And I remember just literally my action was, holy shit. And then I, I think uh, Robert Anthony, he was there doing extra work as well. Mm-hmm. And he said, hey, Matt Nix just wrestled Cody on TV. And I was like, what? And then I was like messaging him and then... I finally saw, like, I think somebody posted the entire, like, clip that he was, the segment that he mm-hmm. was out there for. And I remember just messaging, messaging him back and telling him, hey, man, I'm really proud of you. And, you know, all those struggles and all that time, all that frustration that you've always had and telling me, oh, I think I'm going to quit. I think I'm going to quit. I think I'm going to quit. And I said, well, you deserve it. Hey, you deserve this. And I'm really proud of you. And that was, it was awesome. Yeah, like I remember for us, because <clears throat> the only people that knew were uh, Dave, my co-host, who yeah. couldn't make it today, uh, <laughs> Ryan, the owner, and then Frank, you know, the, the his right hand. Yeah. And we all got, like, we all got there, because they'd been there all day, you know, along with, with Nick and all the other people that were doing uh, yeah. extra work. And Nick, like, swore them to secrecy, like, don't say anything. And very on early in the night, I remember Dave's like, he, like, he pulls me to say he's like i think there's be some really good matches tonight and i'm just like yeah like i'm sure you know yeah like just forgetting about it not even making notice of it i'm like all right whatever and then when like uh it's like the lights go out and then we just like i see this figure walking over and i'm like i know that i know that man bun and from anywhere and he just like walks ringside just by all us. the purple come into the ring. all the purple yeah and i'm just like there's no way like man, i'm like there's there's no way this is happening right now yeah. holy shit like, there's no way and yeah like just seeing the whole thing go down like i remember i lost my voice literally after that match because yeah. it was for those like two three minutes straight i'm just like yelling at the top of my lungs and like going back and rewatching it i'm like Jim Ross on national television. <laughs> How crazy is that? Right? Said marvelous Matt Nix. He said the words marvelous Matt Nix, and then they show his like win loss record and yeah. all that, and it was just like, whoa, like that. That's insane. Um, but yeah, you know, it's like good things happen to good people. Um, how long have you been with freelance wrestling? Like now at this point, because they don't just call you the ace for, for you know, for nothing. Which was a name that Nick wanted me to. He had told me, I think it was my third or fourth show. I had told him because I wanted to quit <clears throat> wrestling and, and like completely. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think I did his second show at the Abbey. So technically, that would be the third show, the third freelance show ever. Because they did one show at, it was like a Beyond taping where it was just a bunch of wrestlers and they just all wrestled for themselves. That was the first freelance show, I want to say. It was, I don't, I think it's online or something. I, I don't, I'm not that sure. I know one was like Rough Crossing versus Castro. I think that was the first. Is that one? Abby show. Okay. Cause I, I'm like, I know yeah. at, at one point Castro got to main event one. I think it was like him and Rough Crossing. Yeah. I think that was the first Abby show. I was on the second Abby mm-hmm. show. I went against Craig Mitchell. And then I think it was the third one where he pulled me aside and I, I had told him, hey, I'm probably going to quit. 
Um, I just feel like I've done everything that I'm going to do. And then he told me, well, I'm going to, he's like, don't quit yet. I want to kind of use you to, to your fullest potential and just do things with you that I feel like you've never have gotten the opportunity to do. And, um, he said, when, when I, when people think of freelance, I want them to think of you. Like, I want you to be my ace. Like he said that like from that day. And then I remember when we would get booking emails from him and Jack, um, Jack would always say, oh, yeah, you're the ace. You're the, like, whenever we want a good match, we'll just put you out there. Like, you're our ace. We could always count on you. So it was always a name that they would give me. And I have no idea how it actually came to be where it was my name name mm-hmm. at the company. But it was essentially them. And I think it was probably said on commentary by somebody at the time who was helping booking. He called me the ace. And then other people started calling me ace and then the ace of freelance and then it just kind of snowballed from there and now i'm here and exactly what you said where people are just calling me ace of freelance so because yeah, i mean like i said that name very much like sticks like when you like at least when i think of wrestling it's like i think of like you and craig yeah you know as far as like and that that's the one thing i'll always preach about freelance wrestling you know i'm like i would say there's there's two companies yeah. And one of <laughs> I know what you're talking about. one of them prides themselves on being uh, early PWG, you know, PWG light, yep. putting on those kinds of matches. Not that those shows aren't fun, you know. I've been some of those; they're fun. Oh, they're and great shows. Th- that's great, you yeah. know. Some people enjoy that. And then there was this other little rinky dink promotion uh-huh. that was spending the time building their talent, and now you know it's become like freelance wrestling, and you see other companies try to try to become freelance wrestling you know yeah, and build their own stars amazing compliment yeah which is yeah. it's you know it's the what is it like uh when someone's copying is like the sincerest form the of flattery, flattery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh and that's what, like i'll tell nick i'm like you know you spend all this time like sure you know you had some some bigger names you had your your jeff cobbs and you know your uh uh ethan pages on there but you also spent time developing everybody else so when all you know the the bigger names quote unquote bigger names start getting scooped up by yep. all the other companies it's like you're fine because i always feel like it's kind of like new japan you know you guys are kind of like new japan where all right these people got scooped up we can't use them anymore we got three more that we're gonna just put in that place and we've spent enough time building them everybody knows who they are you know the catchphrases are over the moves are over mm-hmm. so let's push them and see how it goes and like it's very much work for you guys because again like there's other companies where you kind of see them starting to depend more on freelance guys now and it's like yeah okay um and so and and i'm happy that again like in a time where everyone is like oh what are we gonna do now like uh that freelance has relatively been fine and you guys if anything have been flourishing from it like i know the january show I remember coming upstairs to, to the balcony uh-huh. and looking down and I was like, holy shit. Like yeah. <laughs> it is, you and me both, man. <laughs> yeah. Like it is jam packed and it's always like a good house. Yeah. But I remember just like, whoa, like this looks just a lot more full than, than that. And like, what's it, what's it like for you coming from the perspective of like, you know, of being there in the ring of wrestling of seeing like, okay, these kind of like smaller, like, abby or even like bottom line shows to like now you're packing the logan square auditorium to like where it's it's only like two rows of actual seats and the rest is just standing room it's so cool to see how far 
<clears throat> um, freelance has progressed. Because like how you said, I remember my first show wrestling uh, Craig and we go out there and we murder ourselves in a 20 minute uh, draw. I think it was 40 people. And we're, we're over here killing each other. We're just having fun though. And I think that's where freelance differentiates from other places is that, I mean, you've probably heard Nick say it a million times where Nick literally created freelance as a place just to have his friends wrestle and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is the most Nick on brand oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> I just want to have a place, you know, where everybody can wrestle and, you know, just have fun. I I, I don't want anything like, else. I'll, I'll, like I'll always, <laughs> like I'll always tell the story of when he told me that I was going to win the Halloween battle Royale as the penis. Amazing. And I was just like, <laughs> Dude, I'm like, you can't do that. I'm like, one like, I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna get there, and like, one of the vets are gonna say something. He's like, he's like, no, it's fine. He goes, I think it's funny, and I'm like, all right. Even it kind of like how you said, I'm like, day of, I'm just like, there's no way this is happening. Yep. And then we, you know, it's like uh, we're in the locker room, and everyone's kind of just going over everything. Uh-huh. And he doesn't like outright say it. Like everyone, he's like, all right, this person's gonna do this, yeah. this, and that. And he's like, all right. And then uh, Berto's eliminating Castro, like. Okay, so they're the last two in the ring, though, right? They're like, yeah, and they're like, okay, and they were just like fine with it. And I'm just, like, I'm still like waiting for you know someone to come up and be like, yeah, you're, there's no way you're doing that. And I'll be like, you're right, Castro's going over, but like it happened, and I'm always like, why did you let me do that? And he's I think like, that was one of the first interactions we ever had too, because I remember I was yeah. getting dressed right next to you, and I see you put the penis suit on, and then I said. You're in the better row. You're like, yeah, man, as, as the penis thing, they have me going over too. And I just look at you and I tell you, hell yeah. Yeah. And I just walk away. I, I, I specifically, <laughs> I specifically remember like, after, like telling Nick, I'm like, cause like to me, like you're like the locker room leader, you know? Oh. And oh. I'm just like, Isaiah, Isaiah said that, oh man, that's funny. Like, that's awesome. Do it. And he's like, yeah. He's why would anyone say it? And I'm like, but you know, still to me, it was just like, Okay. Isaiah said it's cool. I don't give a fuck what anyone else thinks. Um, but yeah, like it's very on brand of Nick to just want to do something yeah. because he thinks it'll be fun. Yeah, and talk about him basically suggesting, hey, this person is a good person. This person is a good person. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life, let alone wrestling. Oh, bar none. Yeah. yeah. So he, it's one of those things you attract what you give out. So um, that's why... Nick attracts a bunch of good people. And I feel like that's probably one of the reasons why freelance was successful as well too, or is successful is because he just wants good people around him. Um, and that's one of the things that helped grow freelance was just keeping good people that just, they, they mean well and they just want to have fun and they want to do what's best for the company and not so much for themselves. I mean, there are little times here and there where, like, you know, some of us will get selfish and we'll go out there and we'll want to wrestle for ourselves a little bit more. But, I mean, everyone makes mistakes. I know I'm guilty of it, doing it sometimes. But um, for the most part, that's literally what it is. And just to see how it's grown, because that was one of the conversations that I had with Nick when after he told me that whole thing about, well, I want to use you and this and that. And I told him, okay, well, I'll wrestle until this amount of time or whatever. And then after that, then I'll just be done. And he put the belt on me, and then I remember we started going from there. And as I was champion for that first time, I saw it getting bigger, bigger, bigger. 40 people turned to 80 people. The next show was 150. Next thing you know, Abby was being completely sold out, which was awesome. It was just jam-packed elbow to elbow. And then 
we went to Bottom Lounge and all the stuff with Ali and all that stuff happening there and Bottom Lounge started getting better. And then when we went to Logan Square, it did kind of get a little down. There was a dip. There was like kind of a down point in freelance where I think I just felt like it almost lost its way with what freelance truly was. Mm-hmm. And there was probably about three or four months where it kind of just dipped down and there was literally probably back to 80 people in the crowd and to see logan square with only 80 people it looks empty because mm-hmm. logan square is so big and then to see it now though and see it packed jam-packed and the crowd is just up from the beginning all the way to the end and like how you were saying where <clears throat> one of the best things about freelance is that we've kind of grew those talents like if you think about it two years ago uh i candy and pat right they were a tag team that no one really like they weren't really emotionally attached to it and now we fast forward to now and both of those guys are two of the biggest guys attached to freelance they're their own character they're their own distinct characters uh-huh. that like you can connect to exactly and people recognize yep. and yeah like it's it's cool to see that because even now, even more so now with like the wrestling school, mm-hmm. it's like you guys, like you guys have your own like NXT basically too, where yeah. like, you know, like all the pre-show matches now are like, you know, your Trevor Outlaws, shout out Trevor Outlaw for another oh, show. Okay. I hate uh, <laughs> <laughs> Trevor too. Trevor. I always tell Trevor, I, I will love him forever because I remember, uh, I think he, I don't think he got in trouble, but it was during one of the trainings and Nick came in to ask, I think he was talking to you, you or Bryce, one of the two about something. And everyone's like, Oh, hello. I'm like, Oh, hello. And Trevor comes up to me. He goes, are you scrump? I'm like, yeah. He goes, I just listened to your podcast. And it was like the first week that it was out. So I was like, <laughs> somebody's listening. So because he was the first person to ever yeah. say like, Oh, I listened to your podcast. Uh-huh. I'm like forever indebted to him. Uh, which is why I'm always like, I hate him. I'm like, oh, I love him. No, but like, he's a good person. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's the best. Dude. But like, I see like a lot of your guys' students kind of like getting out there and you know yeah. starting to develop characters and mm-hmm. personalities and like that's awesome because I don't know of many in these that have like the ability to farm their own talent. Yeah, and that goes back to it's very very much a Nick thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when Nick approached me and Bryce to hey, let's start the freelance wrestling academy and you two be the trainers one of the first things that the three of us all said in our own different way but we all agreed upon was let's build a place where it's like family that comes first before anything else um before we start you know creating characters and things like that let's teach let's just make this a a a safe place for a bunch of people who want to come and enjoy wrestling to come and enjoy wrestling and i feel like that's one of the main things as to why all the students are the way that they are is because they feel comfortable with one another like just like weatherman josh and Mm -hmm. trevor i there's so many characters at that school everyone has their own thing and you know everyone pokes fun at each other but it's not a malicious way no we all just joke around with each other um and but at the end of the day everyone has nothing but love for one another because everyone knows that we're in their training to get better and it's, everyone supports each other it's very much like a like you can see that if you ever sit in on one of the classes because i know like i've never sat down for like a full class but again from just 
before and how close in proximity the wrestling school was <laughs> to the doorway yeah to a doorway <laughs> to where we had to do work like you could see that or even if we had to go in there and you know just do whatever whatever thing grab because it was just like the ring was in between basically like our storage yeah. you know so occasionally we'd have to go in there and just kind of oh excuse me you just know moving pallets and yeah everything. moving pallets and stuff but you could yell at everybody yeah get out of the way <laughs> <laughs> but you could see that you can see that it was very much like a like a, like a family you yeah, know exactly. and also very like that's one of the things we talk about with pro wrestling tees where all of us in the back we're very much like that we're very yeah. much as a family and we're being uh you know mean to each other oh but in absolutely. a fun and malicious yeah, way exactly like you know you met michael downstairs we call him stupid michael we have a we sell a t-shirt that says stupid michael do i think he's stupid <laughs> no like i i love him he's like my older brother yeah. but again it's just it's our thing you know where we call it like on we just came back from we're recording we're recording this literally the day after uh we came back from the jericho cruise yeah. and for the most part it was just a week of eating them drinking us watching like wrestling and then intertwined with just all of us just giving each other as much shit as possible yep. because we're bored and passes the time and we're all stuck mm-hmm. in a boat and can't really do much you know much about it but it, it's awesome though to see that like yeah. all the students you know getting along and like becoming this own like little mismatch you know group this group of misfits becoming a family oh, it, it definitely is and it's funny that you say the whole thing about um would you say Michael is stupid? Or stupid Michael. Stupid Michael. Um, and he's not dumb by any means. No. But uh, Dean Jacobs, mm-hmm. he a lot of things go over that dude's head, and I'm <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've been there for a couple of them. I was there for. He had a conversation with. Uh, oh, this is amazing. with Eric Cannon. Oh, lovely. It was like with Eric Cannon and <laughs> uh, Corbin. Yeah. And just me sitting in on there, I was just like sitting there <laughs> listening, you know, and they're playfully like giving him shit, and I'm yeah. just like okay like uh-huh. i could de- i definitely get it like you mentioning him right now i'm like okay i know exactly i know exactly what you mean because just and it's innocence very much oh very yeah you know very yeah. much innocent might be just because of age yeah you know but he's well, he's 19 years old i think so he he's in college he's one of the smartest people mm-hmm. i've ever met he's very 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 smart um but you would never guess it sometimes because the way he talks or just hearing him say some things you're just what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> um, one of the best things is he he did something, and one of his best his best lines that everyone quotes him on is he'll always put his hands on his hips and just look at you, or he's looking down at the ground and just look at you and be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> That's just like his tagline. So, <clears throat> one of the funniest stories is um, something somebody said something about about Dean Jacobs, and I turn and I look at him. He wasn't paying attention. I was like, "I love you, man." And he said, ha, 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 wait, what? You're talking <laughs> shit? Why is everyone laughing? And all of us are just like, oh, dude. But that's that's just how the school is. It's just a lot of that. And mm-hmm. just it's just funny. Which it's, is good. Like, I don't know, like, ooh, that right, coming up, like, in like when you got trained, yeah, I very much imagine that it wasn't nope, similar it wasn't like to, because like, I know Nick, a lot of times, I hear it all the time from Nick and from you sometimes, you're like, man, these kids are spoiled. In the sense that, like, they have these people who went through, like, all the shitty parts Mm. of, like, getting trained to wrestle and kind of just like, okay, you don't really need that to teach someone how to wrestle. And, like, how much of that factors into your training and trying to make sure that, like, again, you don't need to be a 
asshole to this person no, because the person that trained that person was an asshole to them because the person that trained you know yeah and i think part of the reason why it's i know it's helped what's helped me the most was um for the longest i was doing personal training mm-hmm. and being a strength and conditioning coach at working at gyms and <clears throat> if you're a the way that i was trained it was very much that tough love old school mentality of do this and do that. And there's nothing wrong with it because obviously it worked for me and it made me tough um, as far as like having thick skin and taking criticism and things like that. But <clears throat> if you approach that into a professional world, like personal training where people are paying you and they could fire you at any point, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, positive reinforcement is the biggest thing. Uh, you always give people compliment sandwiches. That's what they're called. That's one of the terms that I've learned in training was you tell them what you did. You tell them what they did right. But then at the same time, you have to tell them what they did wrong. But start off with the with the good, go to the bad, and then end with the good. And um, I remember like how you said uh, the old school mentality. I remember one training session I showed up and it was a Thursday. Specifically, remember Thursday. It was about 40 degrees outside. Uh, I show up to training and the promoter said, nobody changed into their gear yet. And all of us were just looking at each other like saying, like questioning, like, okay, what? And then he says, everybody carpool, you guys are following me. We all go to his house, <laughs> go to his backyard. And he says, all right, you're going to help me build my deck. And it's <laughs> a seven o'clock at night on a Thursday and it's 40 degrees outside and it's already dark outside. Mm-hmm. And we're literally moving his deck in his backyard and he's screwing it in and we're helping him hand him two by fours and all sorts of stuff literally stood there until maybe like eight thirty, and this is around the time when training would end at nine so it would be it would go from seven to nine ends around eight thirty, and then he uh he says all right guys thanks uh he said if you guys want to make it back and try to get in the ring for about 15 minutes go for it and that was our thursday training session Awesome. <clears throat> yeah. Fantastic. It, it, <laughs> it was, yeah, that was one of the stories. Um, somebody like Jordan Pride, who I came up with in wrestling, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he could tell you a million more of crazy things. Even Cabana knows a mm-hmm. lot about Windy City. He, uh, whenever I see Cabana, he'll will say a story or two about Windy City sometimes um, to one another. But, <clears throat> but yeah, that was training. So I, I feel like that made me appreciate, like, hey, I'm not going to do that to these kids. Um, when they show up, it's they're chasing a dream of wrestling. They're gonna learn how to wrestle. They're not gonna go and help me build a porch. Although Trevor <laughs> probably will help build your porch oh, if you ask him to. So, so see, that's the flip side though, is that all these kids are or students, I should say, um, they're all so much appreciative about with everything that they're getting that they will do those things if some if somebody were to say, "Hey, I need help." I feel I think it was Nick said that he was moving mm-hmm. and there was a couple people that jumped at the opportunity of like hey let me help you out. I'll help you move I know when I was moving into the new apartment well, that we're at right now mm-hmm. I had maybe about three students ask hey if you need help tell me I'll come I'll make time and I'll come and help you out so what you're saying is the next time I move I can have the entire the entire class's uh yeah, Thursday session can don't, be don't let them don't let them hear this but yeah that's fine Trevor, <laughs> Trevor, show up, Trevor's like, the only one who listens <laughs> Um, so, okay. So aside from, and I asked you if it was okay to talk about this oh, yeah, yeah. prior to it, but aside from wrestling and training, uh, you're again, giving back to the world of wrestling and one of, one of the, uh, 
best ways that I can think of possible because I've been to enough indie shows, just and to enough <laughs> wrestling to shows, already. not even just indie shows, enough wrestling shows where one person comes out and you're like, oh shit, this person looks fucking, this person looks great. Then the other person will come out and you're like, huh, did you, uh, <laughs> did you just buy that, uh, that pre-stock gear made from like some sort of website? That's the best. Yeah. And then like, <clears throat> it doesn't matter how good they are. Like I'll, like you'll just sit there and you're just like, really man like you couldn't just but uh you make ring gear for people i, I like i you know i i see it all the time like i'll, I'll see it posted on uh on the instagram and i'm just yeah. like oh shit i'm like that looks awesome uh when did that start all right so that started um i think my first year at windy city uh they told me oh you're gonna debut and of course, when you when you join wrestling, you already have this persona and you already have this idea of like, I'm going to dress like this, I'm going to look like that, blah, 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 and, this, and I'm going to call myself this. You have all this already set up in your head. So they tell me, you're, you're going to debut and you're going to be in a six-man with Marche Rocket and um, uh, Marco Rossi, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know if he still wrestles by the name or what name he wrestles by, but he's, they said, you're going to be in a, in a, in a group. Like, oh, okay, cool. When do you want me to start giving you ideas with stuff? And they're like, oh, you you don't need ideas. Uh, or you don't need to get all that just yet. We have your gear for you. You guys are going to be called special forces, and you guys are going to be in army <laughs> fatigues. And we all need to have, like, a specialist, like, specialist this or a sergeant this or blah, 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 whatever. And that's that was my gimmick <laughs> for, the fir- <laughs> for the first year. So you guys were like a little <clears throat> rent shield, basically. Yeah, we were the shield before the shield was there. Um, but... Yeah, we came up with dog tags and everything. I still have the pants, I think. I just as a keepsake. <laughs> um, and I used to wear wrestling boots and all sorts of stuff. But so that happened for about a year or two. And then uh, when they decided to break us up, that's when they told us, you can do whatever you want now. So I remember ordering gear because I was supposed to have this big match with Marche uh, because we all broke up and he turned on me. So I was supposed to have like this big match with Marche. And I remember I waited... I think nine months mm-hmm. from a gear maker who will remain unnamed. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think he does gear anymore, but <clears throat> took me about nine months to get my gear. And then when I finally got it, it was nothing like I wanted it to be. And I spent a lot of money and I remember being so upset. And at the time I was living uh, back at home with my mom and I remember my mom going up to me and she asked me, why are you so upset? And I said, oh, well, this, 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 and that. And she saw how frustrated I was. And she said, well, you know, I know how to use a sewing machine. Let's just go buy one and we'll find the material and you could just do it yourself. And literally, that's what we did. Mm-hmm. Went to Target, bought a sewing machine, which I still have to this day. And um, looked online and looked at everything and just basically studied how to do certain things just by looking at pieces of gear and I had taught myself how to do it. So after about years of frustration, throwing fabric against the wall and almost breaking my sewing machine and all sorts of stuff, I finally got it down. It helps that I'm a perfectionist and I have major OCD mm-hmm. because if there's even like one stitch is off and I don't like how it looks, I will tear it apart and like redo it. Well, I know even <clears throat> even prior to starting this, which oh, first off, that's the most like uh, immigrant mom thing. Like I, I, that's for sure like a thing my mom would have done. Where it's like, well, let's just yep. go and do it. And yeah. I'm just like, no, it's fine. Like, uh-huh. uh, but prior to this, uh, one of the students um, 
you were looking at their gear they were telling you like oh i like this kind of just you guys were just it was interesting for me seeing that aspect of it and you could definitely see that coming out the you know being a perfectionist about it where you're like tell me what you don't like tell me what what i could work on and that like i feel that especially with them being as comfortable as they are with you that especially helps because you know i we talked about it uh during that where there's been times where people are like oh yeah this is great awesome <laughs> and then you have to hear about it from someone else yeah, you that, hear from somebody else like oh they yeah, they didn't like this about their gear i'm like well why don't you tell me you're paying me all this money to do it and you're not telling me what you want like i don't know if that was if it was the other way around mm-hmm. which at the time when i did get my gear and i told I, I remember messaging the guy back and i told him hey um this isn't like this this isn't like that and this doesn't fit me properly blah blah whatever he said, well, that's what you told me, so that's what I went off of, and yeah, pretty much telling me that's it, like, you, we're done. Like, I'm not, you can't mm-hmm. send it back or anything, like, I can't fix it. Which obviously is going to make you want to come back and buy more gear from him, right? Exa- exactly. If he was willing to, I'm pretty sure I probably wouldn't have made gear had it been a very good uh, experience with that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but because that happened, I mean, I guess everything happens for a reason, right? So. And how af- how often after you start making like your own gear is it that you start making gear for everybody else? Because there's a, there's a list of like oh, yeah. names you can name the names that like you've made gear for, and it's just like oh shit, like that is like it looks it always looks really good, Thank you know. You. And again, mm-hmm. it's not just because you're sitting here across from well, me. I hope not. No, <laughs> no, no, definitely no. Uh, yeah, like every time I see the gear you make, I'm just like what like that look that's just so amazing like it's still like crazy to me to think that like oh no this is this is something that someone who's worked hard at it can do and not just like you know wwe hired some you know expensive seamstress to Mm -hmm. to make these gears it's like no if someone sits there like i know someone who sits here and works really hard at it and you can tell it looks good yeah um yeah it is it took me a while um i know i've made a a long list of people that I haven't even posted because that Instagram that I have right now, mm-hmm. it just, it was literally, I think it started in July. Yeah. Not that long ago. Yeah. And it was just me th- telling myself, you know what, I'm going to just try to do this gear thing full time and see what, how it, how it goes. So I have a long list of people that I've done that a lot of people have no idea I made for like, uh, Seth Rollins, all his all of his gear in NXT. Mm-hmm. I made all of that. Oh, um, I made Johnny Gargano's before he got signed. I did Alex Shelley's gear at one point. I did Cabana's gear at one point. Um, <clears throat> Mike Quackenbush and good majority of all the Shikara guys mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, like around 2013, around ish. Uh, who else? Daniel Bryan. I made gear for him that. I don't think he ever wore, but I made it for him. So hey, he paid you. Exactly. Yeah. The money's still spent. Um, <clears throat> I did Ali's gear for a long period of time too, before I switched over to the guy that he uses now. Um, see, I'm like, I can't even remember cause there's, Oh, Chris hero. I made Chris mm-hmm. hero's gear when he was on NXT. Um, see, I can't even remember. I There's, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other people that I'm, I'm, I'm missing right now at this point. What's what's like uh, your favorite thing though about? Cause I mean, I know personally for me, it's like I I kind of have like a little bit of perfectionist in me. So it's like when you set your mind on like, okay, this is this project, this is what I want to accomplish from it, and then and again, it, it's probably the same with you where you're like, okay, 
this is how I thought it was going to look. This is the level I'm content with. Now I'm going to put in the little extra mile, put in more work so that it looks just even better. And then like seeing it come to fruition and you're just like, yes. Yeah. I do that all the time with everyone's gear. Um, I'll always tell them we'll agree upon something like right when, like when the whole process starts, they'll send me what they want. I'll give them a price. We'll agree with that. And then we'll do measurements. And then I'll, when it's their turn to, I guess, have me make their stuff, they'll be my best friend for like the, until I'm done making it. Mm-hmm. I'll constantly send them pictures. Hey, I'm thinking about this material. What do you think of this? I think this would look really cool if you did this instead. Or, Hey, like it, actually like when I'm making it, I'll, I'll stop and be like, you know what? This would probably look a lot better. This would look really cool if I did this. Um, and then I'll message him. Hey, what do you think of this? Like uh, Elena Black, like I made her stuff, her most recent mm-hmm. stuff. The day of that I made it, I think it was the day of the last freelance show. I was literally at the store and I was sending her pictures. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Oh, I like this one. I like that one. Okay, cool. And then I literally went home, made all that stuff before the show and then brought it. And she's like, oh, it was amazing. It looks good and whatever. I think just feel like just taking that extra step and just showing them that you actually care and that you want to make it look better as opposed to just, oh, is that what you want? Okay, cool. Here, made it there. You're done. I think a lot of the people that like get their gear made from you, probably more specifically like a lot of the students mm-hmm. are going to have like that edge with, like you, men- you mentioned Elena, like she looks as professional as can be. And a lot of it has to come with like her gear because you know, you look at her gear and you look at other like kind of up, like people are just starting now to wrestle. You look at their gear and it's like, Oh, okay. I say, <laughs> you know, like sometimes, and not to like, you know, Hey, it, some people can't afford yeah, the nice exactly. gear, and that's fine, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to- totally fine. But when people can spend the money, I would definitely suggest they, they yeah, come to say you. Invest in yourself, definitely. Um, that's one thing. Like with the school, we've had Soraya Knight come by. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things she preached was look like a wrestler. And by that, she says, you don't have to be in the best shape. You just have to look like you care. But most importantly, have good gear. You see, when when Trevor made his debut, mm-hmm. uh, I remember prior to that we, or like we talked to him, uh, and like we talked to him before and afterwards. Yeah. But I remember the one thing that stuck out to us was because afterwards he was like, oh, I don't know. He's like, I don't think I did that well. Like I thought maybe I could have done this better, that better. And we're like, the one thing that stuck out to us to stuck out to us the most was like he looked like a wrestler his gear looked good and just the way he carried himself yeah. and we we're like pretty sure if like his gear would have been shit he still would have carried himself you know yeah. like a wrestler but like it definitely helped that he came out yeah and he looked like a wrestler yeah and that was um and this is not to s- <clears throat> knock on anybody at all whatsoever but um my match with shelly afterwards mm-hmm. i was talking to him and i forgot we were on the subject of um but we're oh, I think we were on the subject of the freelance wrestling again. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> little slide note, he might be coming to train at the freelance wrestling academy <sighs> soon. Hopefully. Oh yeah. Um, but that was the conversation. And I remember talking to him and telling him, like, yeah, some of my students are here, some of them are out in the in the audience. They did this the Rocky Romero seminar and <clears throat> you know, some of them are helping, you know, like some of them are in the in the Royal Rumble that they had or the Battle Royal, whatever it was called. Um, and then just at that time, Dean Jacobs, uh, Asher Braven and Davey Bang were standing right there together, right, right behind me. Mm-hmm. And I turn and I look and I was like, oh, these are three of my students right here. And I introduced them 
And um, <clears throat> he like looked at them and he said, did you make their gear? I said, yeah. And he said, he said, I, he says, I was able, they caught my eye because out of this entire locker room, they stood out because their gear looks like they got, they gave it a lot of thought. And it looks like they really care about themselves. Which is like what you want to hear, right? Yeah. Like that must have been. Yeah. He, yeah, he said he was like, I, they, he says they carry themselves really well. And he said, and they just look like professionals because they're all in, they're all in, in good shape. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> to hear that, that's why it goes back to exactly what you were saying. And to me, it was like, yeah, first impressions mean they, they mean a lot. He didn't even see them wrestle. And then the cool thing too, if um, the cool thing that he told me too, he was like, oh, you train them. He's like, he's like, I think that you're a good wrestler. So I'm pretty sure they're good wrestlers as well. So even before they went out there and did whatever they were supposed to do, he already had this mindset of like, they're good. Which probably aside from like, hey, you're a good wrestler, is the best thing to hear coming from Alex Shelley that yeah. like, oh, <laughs> these guys look legit, and because you tra- because you dressed and trained them, I'm sure they're legit. Yeah, and that that was a humongous compliment. But I mean, it goes to show like that's all their hard work though, because mm-hmm. they took the time to invest in themselves to make themselves look good. Uh, physically like men like body wise and especially like the way that they dress and then putting the time in all the work and taking everything that Shaw, uh bryce benjamin and myself tell them into consideration and just carrying themselves the way they do so it that, all goes a long way yeah it listen yeah it spent spend some money if you if you have Please. the money yeah Please. i know uh, i know money is tight or it can be, but you know, if if you have the means, I would highly recommend it and mm-hmm. suggest it. Well, uh, we'll wrap this up with we have two questions that we ask everyone that comes on right. here. Um, the first is, do you remember the first piece of wrestling merchandise that you had? It could have been toys, church, like I remember my first wrestling anything was a uh, Eddie Guerrero "I'm Your Puppy" T-shirt. Oh, uh, that's amazing, right? Like I was just went, like we <laughs> we recorded with Vicky on the cruise, yeah, and that oh, was that's, like, that's great. Yeah, like it was just amazing. Like we there was all these like wrestlers and people we were supposed to talk to. Vicky was the only one who wound up getting out of them. But I was, I was just the happiest because, and I told her the story of how I used to tell people all the time. She was my aunt growing up because before she got married, she was Vicky Lara and I'm Alberto Lara. And so I was just tell people she was my aunt. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But it was like funny telling her where like the, that I'm your poppy Eddie Guerrero storyline is like what introduced her to, you know, WWE television and then getting to tell her like, oh, be, like that's what brought me in, and like because of you, like, you know, like in through a weird way because of her, like I bought that I'm your poppy T-shirt, and like <laughs> I like I still have it. I don't wear it anymore because I was like 12, so I was like yeah. a lot smaller. But it's all it's all like worn out, where you know it's like yeah. cracking, and I'm just like, but I can't get rid of it. This is my first one, um, dude. Just, I still have wrestling shirts from when I was 10 years old, maybe. Really? So, oh yeah. Do you remember like what the first like one was, or is it just? I remember the first shirt. I remember mm-hmm. the first piece of merchandise I ever received, though, it was um, from my godmother for my birthday. She gave me a toy WWF World Heavyweight Championship replica belt, mm-hmm. and that was back when they were the whole plate. The front of it was plastic, mm-hmm. and then the straps were like synthetic leather or whatever. And it wasn't even like how they're cool now where they actually have like the raised plastic and all that stuff. Um, it was a sticker uh-huh. of the Winged Eagle belt. <laughs> okay. It was like a sticker. And I, I've, I had that. That was my first ever uh, piece of wrestling merchandise ever. And then 
I remember, I think it was t-shirt wise, it was a Bret Hart shirt because Bret Hart was my favorite wrestler uh-huh. growing up. I know I get a lot of crap for it. Uh, I had a Bret Hart shirt, the one where it had a photo of him in, on the front doing the typical raising the fist uh-huh. thing. And then it had the skull and the heart on both sleeves, which at the, at the time I thought was amazing. I thought it was the coolest ever. I still have, that's one of the shirts I still have. I never threw it away. still have it. Um, and then a Shawn Michaels shirt mm-hmm. with the logo on it. <clears throat> those were like it was one of those weird like Shawn michaels ones where i guess it was a lot with a lot of those older like wwf t-shirts where it's just like a photo that they just like pasted on the front <laughs> of their shirt that was like the bret hart one that yeah I, yeah yeah Dude, i always feel like if like imagine you're you're someone's your kid's parent and like they're getting into wrestling you don't really understand and like i always bring it up with like Shawn michaels or with kevin nash because like you imagine, you know, whatever shirt you're taking your kid to the to the Rosemont Horizon then Rosemont to Horizon, yeah. to watch wrestling, and they're like, "Can you buy me this T-shirt?" And it's just like a picture of Kevin Nash, and it says "Big Sexy," you know, <laughs> or this like effeminate male stripper, and they're just like, uh, "Like Sexy Boy," uh, or "I'm Your Poppy," yeah, or "I'm Your Poppy," <laughs> even with that, yeah, like, and that was the the best thing with like. My parents, well, like my parents, they didn't really know, like they, they never told us like, you can't watch wrestling or don't watch wrestling. Like it's just never a thing. And then by the time we got into it, like it turned out that my uncle was like a huge, he was like a closeted wrestling fan. Yeah. And so like he was buying me, like I wasn't really playing with toys then, but he just bought me like all the Rey Mysterios, all the Eddie oh, Guerreros. Cool. Yeah. And like, I, I still have those, like my first apartment that I lived with the Matt Nicks, yeah. our living room was just like. I hung up all my wrestling toys. He had all his like wrestling <laughs> DVDs and yeah. like random like Muda posters here and there. Uh, and so it was just like, yeah, I can't play with these. Like, cause even then at that age, like, again, like I just really wasn't playing with them, but like I've kept almost everything like wrestling that like somebody has gifted me because it's just like, fuck it. Like I have like a, the old, that's like the cruiserweight title. Yeah. That's just, it's still like in the thing and it's the worst whenever I'm like moving and I have to unpack it because it's such like a weird bulky, <laughs> like you can't properly put it anywhere. It has to just be in its own like specific box, which is again, always annoying, yeah. you know, cause when you're moving, you're trying to condense as much as possible. Um, I but, still have some of those action figures too. I think I have the, uh, Jordan pride. He, he saw the Seth Rollins action figure from NXT with the NXT belt, and mm-hmm. it has the gear that yeah, I made. That him. you made? So he bought it for me. Just He's like, hey, man, just have it. He's like, I don't care. He's like, I just bought it for you because I think it's just cool that your gear is on uh, like an action figure. And um, <clears throat> so recently moved, right? And we're unpacking all of our stuff, and I have that Seth Rollins action figure, and I forgot. Which, oh, and I have a Kalisto one because I made, there you go, another guy. Mm-hmm. I made his gear too as well. Um, so I have two action figures and the reason why they, they mean a lot to me is because, Hey, there's my gear that I made on these action figures, WWE action figures that I have. And then, um, out of nowhere, Kylie Mm -hmm. has a Sid Vicious (laughs) action figure. Of course, of course she does. Never heard her speak one word Mm -hmm. about Sid Vicious ever. And I, I look at it and I'm like, where do you get this? She's like, oh, I have it. I'm like, I never heard you speak about Sid Vicious ever in my life. She said, 
oh, well, you know, like you know, the whole thing when he broke his leg. And I'm like, this is like the most random. And she's very random. <laughs> that is. She's a very, very that random. Is the, that is the most, that's the most brief thing that I could think of is <laughs> her having a, this, yeah, okay. It, it's, it's, it's up at the apartment, which is with the other actors. So there's a Callisto, uh, Seth Rollins, and then a Sid Vicious thing right in the center. So, Yeah. <laughs> I just remember because you said about the, the action I, figures. I guess the second question might probably answer that. Because uh, the second question is, what is your favorite like wrestling merchandise or favorite wrestling you know thing? But I I think maybe those uh, WWE action figures I with your gear say, yeah, would probably factor into that. Definitely, that would um, that would be the the, the coolest thing. I, there's, I know Ali has one out there too. I haven't gotten one yet, mm-hmm. um, but I know Ali has the gear that i made him for when he debuted like all the light stuff at the rest at uh the wrestlemania match against cedric alexander i think it was mm-hmm. i had made that that was i think that was like second to last set that i was able to make for him um and i know there's a action figure with that gear on okay so i want to get that one i don't know if i could ever find one but i would probably say the action figures with the gear that i made are probably like my most prized ones for right now yeah say. that's gotta be that's just gotta be such a trip to know that like yep because because your mom was like oh i don't want to hear him crying about this let's yeah. go to the store right now i teach you yeah and she was like <laughs> i guess i gotta teach him how to do this now that like yep. that, yeah your wwe figures have those wwe figures have your gear mm-hmm. um isaiah where can people find you online uh my long convoluted uh twitter twitter handle and instagram handle at a at d-a-z-e-z-h-a-v-o-o so deja vu um both for twitter and instagram oh is that what it's i've all, every time i like i always see it but i've never read it like that in, <laughs> in my head okay i guess now saying it out loud i'm like huh okay yeah uh well thank you isaiah so much i've kept you looking at this for now way longer than i thought we would oh, basically this this is a good thing like i mentioned nick introduces us to people and like yeah. like even when we recorded with pat the only reason that we probably didn't go as long as like we did was uh because the match was because the show was over and i was like oh go sell some more of your merch uh but i always appreciate nick for one like introducing me to freelance but also yeah. introducing me to all the cool people involved with freelance and with as much talking as we did here i'm yeah. sure there will at some point be a part two so we can just hopefully bet. it was entertaining entertaining yeah, listen. People. We'll we'll ask Trevor how entertaining it was. He's what, the only you know, one who listens. Yeah, whenever <laughs> this comes out, I'm convinced that like my friend Vivian uh, and Trevor are the only people that listen. Okay. Because I just hear the most feedback from them, and I'm like, awesome. It'll be weird. Every, it's it's weird every now and then when like other people, like complete strangers, like we're on the boat and there was just people who are like, oh, I listen to your show, and I'm like, what? What? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, was it good? And they're just like, yeah. I'm like, oh. Oh, okay i'm still waiting for the day someone's like hey are you still doing that and i'm like uh yeah, yeah. i went to alpha one and i was in the in in the ring and right before i was gonna wrestle uh trey miguel mm-hmm. some random guy in the audience hey i know you you're from freelance and i looked at him like fucking right i am like, <laughs> <laughs> like, i'm the ace of freelance motherfucker yeah <laughs> I just turned around all right Isaiah, thank you and thank uh you. let's get out of here before yeah. before the rest of the snow starts to come down okay cool <laughs> Thank you, Isaiah, for that uh, long interview. I, I felt so bad keeping him for so long, but again, I had fun. Time flies when you're having fun. Exactly. Yeah. And it, it's funny too because I told Nick 
uh, Matt Nix. I was like, man, I'm like, most of these interviews now are just becoming, how much do we love Matt Nix? Yeah. Yeah. That is a running theme we've been having. Which, I mean, listen. Everybody loves Matt Nix. Everybody loves Matt Nix. I love me some Matt Nix. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm To this day, I'm hoping that, like, he pops back up on Dynamite as, like. Oh, uh, for his revenge. Yeah. For his rematch against Cody. Because that'll be fun. And then he stretches him, like I, like I suggested. To stretch him. Or he joins, like, the Nightmare family. Oh. That would be great. That'd be great. Uh, but again, thank you to thank you to Isaiah for that. Um, it's weird. I keep calling him Izzy because that that's what I used to call him yeah. in person. But Isaiah, Isaiah Velasquez, the ace of yeah. freelance wrestling. Um, yeah. And next week we have a we have a pretty fun interview lined up. Um, you've heard us mention her before. Uh, she made like a brief cameo in the last the last time we interviewed uh, Joe Joe Enriquez, Hot Topic Joe. Uh, we got Taffy, who yeah. Taffy Hatfield. She works over at Hot Topic with Joe. Um, it was fun hearing her story because a lot of time, and that's why I like bringing uh, female wrestling fans on, mm-hmm. because a lot of time there's a common misconception that, uh, like, oh, they're just you know they're just along because their boyfriend likes it, their or- boyfriend likes it, or they think so and so is hot, or just those like outdated. Because I don't, there's a lot of like. Uh, shitty people out there that think like oh well neanderthals yeah neanderthals are like oh women can only like wrestling if they want to sleep with the wrestler or if someone's forcing them to watch like no i i know plenty of like female wrestling fans who enjoy it probably more than i do yeah and who like it for what it is you know for the form of entertainment that it is and hearing her kind of talk about yeah she's got some bona fides she's been to some She's been to some things and events that like most wrestling fans would only dream of going to. Yeah, and she like she's legit passionate yeah. about wrestling, you know. Um, so that interview will be next week. Yeah. Uh, that week will actually be C two E two week. Ooh. Yeah, that weekend. Yeah, we'll be we'll be there recording. Yeah, which will prop. So I'm announcing it now, uh, which I know it's like two weeks ahead, but so it's gonna be our C two E two episode. Uh, friend of the show, Vivian, Vivian Urbina. Hello, Vivian. Um, she's never been to a wrestling show. She started to watch wrestling I, I with a friend of the show, Anthony, and uh, he invited me this weekend to go see uh, Dynamite at his house because it'd be a pretty packed show. Yeah. So, and I told him yes. Hopefully, nothing at work comes up because, you know, I stuff's I, always coming up. Stuff's always fucking coming yeah. up. Um, but she's been going to uh, over to his place with like a bunch of their friends and watching Dynamite. But this is gonna be her. She's going to Revolution. It's gonna be her first wrestling show live. That should be a good one. It should. It, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's going to be a fun show. Listen, all the AEW shows are great, but there's a little extra on top when they come to Chicago. Like, every time it's super fun, super great, so. Well, it was the first time I've ever come to Chicago. Yeah, true, and, true. And I don't want to hear. Chicago land. Yeah, no, Chicago yeah. land area, not a real thing. That's true. Sorry. Yeah, there's some people out there like, it's the same thing. Yeah. Nope, that's like uh, saying you're from Toronto when you're actually from Etobicoke. <sighs> not a real thing. Look at this Canadian file over here. <laughs> Was also uh, before we get to this part with Vivian, I I loved I took the back I kind of told you like it was a lot of traffic I took the back roads here yeah uh, Elgin where you live mm-hmm. totally reminds me of like Toronto really every time I drive it I I love taking like the scenic route yeah just totally reminds mm-hmm. me of Toronto even to the point there's a Dollar General over here instead of like a dollar store yeah they've got Dollar Dollar Generals over there yeah. so yeah real big Canada file I don't think it's as cultured here as it is in Toronto but. Definitely not. However, but, <laughs> however so Vivian's going to go to Revolution for, you know, 
first wrestling show ever. Uh, I'm bringing Vivian onto the show, and yeah. we're gonna do a little before and after. See uh, how she likes it. Yeah, see how she likes it. See your feelings on it before. Uh, it's just my excuse to get Vivian on the pod because. Yeah, you know, she's one of my best friends, and I want to get her on the show. And, uh, and the listeners want to know what she sounds like. Yeah, right? The listeners want to know what she sounds like. She, her and her boyfriend just, like, uh, they completed, like, 10, year, 10 years together or something like that. I don't know. They've been together for a long time. Nice. So I'm going to confront her on the podcast about why he hasn't proposed yet. Because <laughs> that's what the listeners want to hear. Um, also, an embarrassing story about how... Uh, one time when we went to Stephanie Michelle Gonzalez's uh, quinceanera, she disappeared afterwards, and they all thought she was at my house, and she wasn't. Mm. And you'll you'll hear where she was. All right. Um, so yeah, that'll be fun. But we got a we got a fun two weeks planned. Um, we've been recording a lot of interviews, and mm-hmm. we have some fun interviews lined up. Uh, you know, coming your way as well. Uh, specifically, a really fun, uh, a really fun one that's uh, in the Barkin family. Oh. In the Pressing T family, that'll yeah. be coming up. Ryan's been champing at the bit, trying to know what was said during this interview. Yeah, but um, he'll so, find out when you do. Yeah, he'll find out when you guys do. Um, but let's go ahead and get to our favorite segment of the week. Ryan Mears, who I we, I saw twice this week. Mm-hmm. He was uh <clears throat> he was out buying hot dogs after freelance, and then he came to the shop as well. So shout out Ryan, little Ryan. Um, but. It's our favorite segment, fan of the week. You know Kevin Aldridge, who sing, whose beautiful vocals and you know instruments you hear uh, being played for the intro. Uh, we love Kevin here, Ugh. and his beautiful songbird voice, right? And his talent at playing instruments. Hey, I hear he might come to Chicago. We got to get him on the show. I told him, I'm like, listen, buddy, you come to Chicago, uh, you need to hang out with like Scrump and Stink yeah. because he's done so much for us. Even you know. It might not seem like a lot, but just, you know, oh, here's this jingle, but listen, it's helped a lot. I can't tell you, I mean, as a small aside, how many people come up and sing this jingle to us constantly? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not the people at the shop, but like people we see at the shows, we always hear, scrump and stink. So. Mm-hmm. Even Paul, when uh, when we did the, the episode with him, he was just like, man, that's a really legit song. Yeah. Yeah. And then this week's... Uh, this week's fan of week's actually a special one because uh, we recorded it last week. Why don't you tell us who it is? Uh, actually, you hear that noise coming through. It's uh, it's my daughter Peyton that does fan of the week. So you're gonna hear her. She's she got really shy about it, but I think she did a good job. I thought she did great. Yeah. So uh, without She's further, shaking her head now. <laughs> so without further ado, let's go ahead and get to fan of the week. Discrump and stank. I'm riding today to be the fan of the week. Your services suck, my order is fucked. Place this morning I'm free. I hope it keeps you awake. You ain't ever getting Omaha steaks. Sign your fan of the week. Have a nice day. Hi, I'm Peyton Stank's daughter, and this is fan of the week. This is from cam from parts unknown hi i'm going to be getting into pro wrestling and i'm going to be training and i want to start getting t-shirts designs together so that way i can start getting my brand out there and starting generation generating my a fan base have a nice day thank you to little stank dog for Ooh. that that was uh I'm telling you, it's fun when we have people who aren't used to recording yeah read fan of the week because it's so nervous yeah right like it, but it's it's fun. 
I love doing it. We were like that when we first started, though. We were a little nervous. Oh, yeah. Listen, definitely going back and listening to some of the we're like, uh, the early shows we've done. It's yeah. like, oh, welcome to the PWT cast. Um, Is this well, thing on? Hello. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, we've become fun, and uh, I guess we can talk about it now. You know, they're they're working on our studio. Yep. Yeah, the, the PWT cast studio, which is also my living area. <laughs> uh, so they're working on that right now in the warehouse. So... I want to say probably by like March it should be done. Hopefully. Hopefully, you know, I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, we're not going to rush Ryan like, hey, can you hurry up? What's the hold up guy? Yeah. Hey, hey, buddy. What's the hold up? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So hopefully sooner rather than later, we'll have our own studio and then we'll be able to start doing uh, some some more fun, you know, interactive stuff. We want to do some YouTube stuff. If you guys have any idea of things you guys would enjoy, things you guys would, you know like for us to do send it over and yeah, we got to figure out how to fill up that that's a big ass room we got to oh. fill it up with knickknacks tchotchkes oh i i i got you david decor i got you yeah, yeah. if there's one thing i have is uh useless bullshit oh, that we can just fill it up with for sure uh yeah i actually think i'm gonna hit up ikea afterwards and try and find us a table because we currently have had two and one broke immediately yeah the other one's kind of inadequate it's working now but yeah, not, we need better. We need better. Um, hey, Clifford Frazier also stopped by the shop oh, this week. Yeah, you weren't there. I always there. miss him. Yeah, you always miss him. You, he, he walked Hi, Clifford. Cl- yeah, Clifford, friend of the show. Howdy. Uh, yeah, he told Frank, he's like, hey, I'm the one who stole all your money, which is a reference to the Jericho Cruise episode, so go listen to that. Um, but yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. This It's been a long episode. Yeah. You know, sorry. It's one of those. Thanks giant, for sticking around. Yeah, thanks for sticking around. It's one of these giant sized episodes. We appreciate all you guys to stick around to the end. Um, but, yeah, you know, next week, again, we'll have Taffy on. Yeah. And to, you get to find out what Taffy is short for. Yeah. Everyone's been asking. Yeah, everyone's been asking what Taffy is short for. I um, know. Yeah, so you'll get to hear that. But I run out of things to say, Dave. Yeah, I run out of things, too. All right, guys. Well, for everybody here at the BWT cast, I've been Scrum. And this is Stank. And this is front of the show. Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega here, friend of the show. Unfortunately, we've run out of things to say, and so, well, we must bid you adieu. So, until next time at the PWT's cast, goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang.